But I guess we should throw in that we kind of had a task to do when we went down to Vegas, which was run the Rock and Roll Half Marathon, which is was super fun. And right. uh, they shut down the strip, and we just run basically up and down the strip uh, for 21.1 kilometers. And it was phenomenal. It was so much yeah. fun. It was really great. And, and uh, we ended up starting about an hour later than we had kind of anticipated, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was really great because we were able to see more of the lights. Yeah. Because it actually didn't get dark for probably the first 45 minutes of our run. Totally. And so coming back along the strip, if we had been an hour ahead, we probably would have missed a lot of the strip lights yeah. um, on and it, in the darkness. So it was really nice to have that uh, atmosphere and to you know, actually see it. And we kind of got dressed up with glow sticks that didn't work. And um, <laughs> uh, I, I put on my running vest, which has like a bunch of like neon lights that kind of like strobe. Yeah. And the battery died before we even started. It did? Uh, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I didn't tell you that. Yeah. So I put it on. I was like, I was like, oh, I haven't used this in a couple of weeks. This must be fully charged because I've only used it once since I charged it. And then obviously it just had died in the time. So oh, no. I put it on and before we even got to the start line, it died. So that I was guess, no fun at all. I guess I just assumed because it was still light out when we got to the start that you just hadn't turned it on yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local. I'm Dan. And I'm Jeff, and we're talking twice a month about BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. So, so Dan, we just, we just got back from Vegas. Well, just-ish. Just-ish, um, yeah. Barely made it back. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of an yeah. ordeal. Uh, so let's just uh, kind of recap that really quickly. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, so we went to a few breweries in in Vegas in their little kind of brewery row. They're trying to have happen there. I think they're just trying to copy Port Moody. The city of Port Moody should get <laughs> well, in on that. It's more spread out than um, elsewhere. Like the fair. It, it wasn't as walking distance as it looked like on a map. No, which is typical Vegas. Everything looks close on the map, and then you actually walk, and it takes you like half an hour to get there. Right. Which is a bonkers. It's uh, a bonkers city. It is awesome. <laughs> Everything is proportionally larger, so it looks like you're a block away, but you're actually a year away. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I think the highlight was that uh, the hazelnut beer that we had at the first one. And uh, right. off the top of my head, I have forgotten what the brewery is it's called. It's called Craft uh, House Brewing. Craft House. Craft House? Yeah. Yes. Craft House, spelled the German way. Yes. Uh, it was brilliant. Oh, my God. It was so good. <clears throat> Their hazelnut brown ale on 300 pounds of hazelnuts. Oh, it was <laughs> so good. So yeah, good. I I actually didn't get that one because I've been kind of avoiding the heavier multi, like super multi kind of stouty porters or whatever. Um, but I regretted it because it was yeah so good. It was like drinking hazelnuts. It was. It was really. Yeah. really I think it was an imperial uh, brown ale as well, so it was really strong as yeah. well. But it actually, I found it. Uh, uh, it balanced out the flavor quite nicely, uh, or it, sorry, I shouldn't say it balanced it out. It enhanced the flavor of the hazelnuts. Right. I found, um, oh, it was so delicious. Um, uh, it's like drinking a glass of carbonated hazelnuts that's been <laughs> fermented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. What was your highlight? Uh, which one do you? Which one stood out to you? Um, oh, I caught you on one. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually. 
I think for me it was probably at the same place. Was yeah. there a sour? Yeah. 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 They had. I think they had. We only went to two breweries, yeah. and I think that that one had the better of the two. Mm-hmm. But it was. Yeah, the sour was super kind of clean tasting, really nice. It was it was apparently an award-winning sour that they had, but they were taking it off the menu for some reason. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we have to try it because it'll never exist again. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. it, it was just like a very um, basic sour. There was no uh, flavor, like no like fruit or anything added to it. It was just kind of your generic sour. And it was sour enough that it, it would like pucker your lips and everything, but it wasn't so sour that it would just take your face off. So... Yeah, it was a really nice balance. Light, easy to drink, but still kind of had that, um, you know, zing to it. So, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that a lot. I think that's a brilliant description of it because they didn't really have... Yeah, you're right. It wasn't like a flavored sour. It was just that it was a kettle. It was a kettle sour, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it was really nicely done. Uh, it didn't really need any fruit flavor to it. It just had a nice sour kind of kettle flavor just right. on its own. So, yeah, you can see why it's award winning. It's uh, It was very nicely done. Yeah. And they, uh, so in this area in Vegas, it's, you know, on a map, on the map that they make it, it makes it look like it's like a five block radius, yeah. but it's a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have eight breweries and three tap rooms. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, I think there's two distilleries in that area as well. So oh it's kind of close to Fremont, um, between Las Vegas Boulevard South and the I-5, but it's pretty, pretty far off the strip, uh, mm-hmm past the Strat all the way towards um, close to the outlet malls if you're out there and kind of adjacent to where Fremont's old Vegas is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, lots of good stuff to try out out there. Definitely yeah, Craft sure. House is a place to try. They uh, they had some good ones. They had a, a nice variety, I found. And all the ones yeah. I had on my flight were really, really good. It's just the hazelnut one stood out for me, for sure. Yeah, and I really like the space there, too. It was yeah. very... Um, it was very bright and they had like hanging Pavazon chair and like mm-hmm. sofas and uh, it was very kind of like cozy. It was small on the smaller side, but it was really comfy and kind of clean feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other one we went to was like a like a darker kind of pub atmosphere, yeah. which was also fine, but it was it very contrasting of the two. Yes. So, um, it was almost dive yeah. bar-esque actually. Yeah, the second one was very like dive bar. Yeah, the first one was kind of like what a uh, modern chic yeah. one taking over an old brewery would look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was a really great trip. Otherwise, lots of good food, lots of um, very expensive, you know, places to to drink. Yeah, um, and our you know everyone successfully finished the race, which was really nice. Yeah, and getting home was a bit of. Uh, a struggle because we our first flight home got canceled Uh, it snowed in vancouver and uh, apparently there was some mechanical issue and Mm -hmm. then they canceled because of the snow which i think they canceled because of the mechanical issue and didn't want to pay us out so they just said that the rest was because of snow because they could get away with it yeah even though other flights were landing in vancouver Exactly, yeah. And especially because I called them and said, hey, this was cancelled. And they said, yeah, it was for a mechanical issue. And I was like, okay, great. I'll send you the bill. And they said, nope, it was for weather. And I was like, huh. <laughs> um, and then we got rebooked on a flight about 36 hours. Well, probably about 30 hours later. So the next day. So we had to stay another night and uh, wait around all day for the plane. 
And once we got to the airport, it got delayed again and again and again. Yep. Ended up not getting on the plane until 9.15. Yeah. And once we were finally on the plane, they had to rebalance the plane because they wanted to seat everybody in the back so we would pay for better seats at the front. And then once we sorted that out, then they had to kick someone off the plane. Yep. So you were sitting at the back. Did you, how much of this did you actually like see? I didn't see a lot of it, to be honest. I just saw kind of like, um, I just saw the flight attendants trying to kind of calm the situation down. And then um, I kind of heard what was going on a little bit when uh, when the person started having their issues. Um, and then I just saw the police come on board and, and take them away. I, yeah. I, I was initially, I was a little like, oh no, this is going to go really badly, but I had, do have to give props to them. Every, all the flight attendants, I thought from my vantage point were super calm and, and like trying to deal with the situation in a calm and appropriate manner. And even the police officer was very like, laid back i thought this was gonna go yeah handled it very well i thought yeah. so yeah yeah you well, were, and i think a, you guys were like right there weren't you you were like yeah we were a few rows ahead of them yeah. yeah and they we ended up hearing from one of the flight attendants that um the passenger had a medical issue and wasn't able to fly mm. and so their mom called and said don't let this person fly and then so they had to get escorted off the oh. plane so at least it was like not like a violent reason or like yeah yeah <laughs> a criminal on the lamb or something yeah yeah uh, but then, but then, yeah, I mean, then we got delayed getting pushed back and taking off and then we got delayed landing. Fortunately, customs was easy because there was no one else in the airport. <laughs> Cause it was two 30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the real kicker I, I love is that we finally got in and you're like, okay, so you were going to come stay at my place for, uh, to, to sleep. But because you wanted to catch the first ferry in the morning, it was like, oh, well, we're better off just staying here for two hours and then catching the sky train. Yeah. And away you go, and what happens when you get to the ferry? Mechanical issues on the boat, and they cancel the set for first ferry. <laughs> oh, man, that was... Uh... So just endless, endless journey home. Yeah. So you, you got home probably... 11.30. Close, close to 48 hours after you were supposed to is that right yeah yeah about there yeah <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was a long couple of days let's put it that way what a nightmare yeah yeah i so we landed as you know at you know two thirty or whatever yeah i didn't get home until i guess we landed around two mm-hmm. i got home at about three it, i remember see, i remember seeing the clock at like three twenty before falling asleep yeah and uh had to get up at quarter to seven to go pick up my dog from my sister's place oh my I had God. to get it I had to get her before they went to work yeah so went and got her came home went back to bed my sister and and her fiance were trying to talk to me about um the, the trip and I was just like I I don't even know. Like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I just, I'm like, we're going to have to have this conversation later. I'm sorry. I'm a zombie. Yeah. So we went home, got up. Kalina went into work late. Uh, like, they they organized that. Uh, and so she went into work late. And I went to school uh, at 1230. Oh, my God. And I just remember sitting in class. We had a guest presentation, and I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Where am I? What year yeah. is it? Um, and then I worked that night. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue your day was much worse than mine then. We just got yeah. home, and uh, we fell asleep from, like, noon until, like, 4. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, well, it, it is what it is. I slept like a baby that night. I but bet. it it honestly took me probably like four days to recover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt I felt jet lagged. It was I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. uh 
We were busy. Same time zone, we were busy. Yeah. yeah, we were doing yeah. a lot of stuff. Like we were clocked even without the half marathon. Cora and I were looking back on it. We clocked like sixteen or seventeen kilometers of walking every day. Yeah, yeah. And then like forty kilometers of walking on the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and you you two did a little bit more than the rest of us because you actually went out to like Fremont and like looked around because um you've never been there and, yeah. and we had so you did a little bit more exploring than we did totally. But, yeah, it was um. It is it is wild like how large some of those hotels are. The Caesar's Palace especially. Holy crap, we got lost in that hotel. It was wild. It's yeah. amazing. It's an amazing town. It is uh, pretty incredible. Definitely yeah. doesn't sleep. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if anyone goes to Las Vegas and you're looking for a chill night, there's a little arcade area in the Horseshoe. Yeah. And uh, they have one arcade kind of bar where you can get drinks and stuff. And they have like your traditional arcade games. Um, and then they have kind of just around the corner from that and the connection between, I think it's the, I think it's the connection kind of boulevard between um, Paris and Horseshoe. Mm-hmm. There's a, like a mini golf and like little bowling kind of place as well. And now that, no that area is really fun. They have a couple arcade games as well yeah. and they don't serve drinks there. You can bring in your own if you want, but mm-hmm. um, they have like glow in the dark 18 hole mini golf, which is really fun. Yeah. Oh, so we man. played around to that and did some bowling and just had a nice um, chill start to the evening. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. We went to, we yeah. ended up going out to circus circus as well and they've got arcade games and stuff like that. And uh, there's a, there's a theme park in there with like two roller coasters yeah. and a bunch of rides. And we we're like, what the heck? I wanted to go on the roller coaster. Um, but like there was only one that really tickled my interest because the other ones were like smaller and yeah. Um, or the other rides were just kind of meh. Um, but they don't do single price admission. They'd only do a wristband and a wristband was $60 American. So I was like, mm, not for one roller coaster. Right. Thank you. And then you have to do like all, like the point is to do all of them. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, still amazing. Super cool. Yeah. What a town. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, I, when I went 10 years ago, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's cool, but, like, I don't need to go back. And then I went back this time, and I was like, oh, this is a completely different experience. Yeah. So, it, I think a lot has to depend on who you go with, totally. what your mentality is, what you're doing, when you go, kind of, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, Plus a lot's changed in 10 years. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I like, I had the idea that it would be like a one-time trip for me. Like I don't need to go back once I go because I'll get a good experience of what it's like. No, I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully in the near-ish future, but probably yeah. not. <laughs> all right. Uh, today we are talking all about beer to kind of continue on the Vegas um yes. beer brewery row theme yes and I want to know what you got for me Dan well I've got a bit of a different one for you um I think we may have mentioned this brewery in passing uh maybe um but this one is a bit of an interesting one um it is there isn't really a proper storefront and there really isn't a proper brewery that they call their own um, so it's kind of interesting, but it's based out of Victoria and Victoria based out of Victoria and it's called bones brewing and Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 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 So you may have seen them in liquor stores and stuff like that. And it's kind of where you're going to find them. Um, I've been tasting their beers 
since 2020 when they opened, um, and they have been absolutely spectacular. And the great thing I love about the show is I get to learn a little bit about how this this these breweries start and like what the what the what their story is. And this one has one that. Uh, is super cool so bones brewing was founded uh by two friends uh, uh, uh. who uh actually <laughs> who uh i believe grew up together in victoria and then one of them decided to go out to asia i believe thailand to open a brew pub and a brewery and uh, so he had been uh, brewing out there for quite a number of years and getting quite good at it because he picked up a bunch of award wi- um, awards out in uh, out in Thailand. And um, then when uh, October 2020 came around, or sorry, when uh, 2020 came around, uh, unfortunately in Thailand his uh, brew pub. Uh, got shut down for COVID restrictions. Um, not not because he broke any uh, laws. Just <laughs> all of the breweries were shut down <laughs> be- for right. uh, for obvious reasons. So nothing that he did was wrong. It was just the 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 uh, uh, climate that he found himself in, or the situation he found himself in. So he t- took this opportunity for him and his family to move back to Victoria, and he started uh, doing some home brewing. Uh, to kind of keep up his skills and as kind of like a hobby. And then him and his friend decided that they wanted to start a brewery together here in Victoria. Awesome. And with the COVID restrictions still going on, they decided to do things a little differently. Rather than opening up their own brewery space and having a bunch of overhead costs, they basically rent out space, extra space within local breweries to brew their own beer. The kind of advantages to that is kind of what I said before. There's no real overhead because they're just basically, there's not not a huge amount of overhead. They just pay kind of a rental fee and uh, kind of time that they're using the the, the brewery's equipment. And they also get to share um, some um, revenue to the local breweries who may be struggling during the pandemic. So they felt like this was a, a win-win for both them because they get to brew their own beer, but it, it was also an advantage for the local uh, craft beer uh, craft breweries in the area because they got a little bit of extra revenue from them renting the, the additional space. So kind of a really interesting concept. I know there's plans in place to eventually open their own kind of brewery here in Victoria, but I'm, I haven't really heard any like solid plans or like it's not coming to fruition as of yet as far as i'm aware it kind of more along their beers i've had a f- quite a few of them actually i was looking through the different beers that they that they have uh their bones ipa uh, is a really really nice kind of uh, a hazy ipa style so very very smooth uh, less fo- hop forward and more kind of the tropical light tasting uh their mosaic ipa is a little bit more on the hoppier side and with the mosaic hops you get kind of this um orangey brown color to it and it's absolutely delicious one of my favorites however is their bite me raspberry sour it kind of reminds me of the this is going to sound weird but it kind of reminds me of the hazelnut um beer that we had in vegas only because when you drink it it tastes like you're drinking a glass of fermented raspberries with a little bit of sour to it sourness to it it is absolutely delicious on like a hot summer day here in victoria sitting out and outside or whatever oh absolutely delicious it is so good it's so refreshing and so easy to drink 
and um yeah i could drink that by the by the dozen it is so good it's it's really nice when you have like a a fruity beer that you can actually taste real fruit yeah as opposed to it just kind of tastes like yeah oh absolutely um but they also do kind of more intense style beer so they do uh what's called liquid state uh imperial sour which is very boozy. Not the most boozy imperial beer that I've ever had, but it's 8%. But it's a kind of a fruity imperial beer, and it is absolutely to die for as well. Uh, The Liquid State Imperial Sour, very uh, blueberry forward, and I found like a little bit of kind of tropical fruitiness at the end. So uh, reading the description, there is a little bit of passion fruit uh, attached to it. So it is a lovely balance of kind of your raspberry and a little bit of passion fruit at the end. So really, really nice. Um, and a little bit more on the boozier side, which is lovely. Um, the They're coming out with other, like Liquid State sounds like there is a kind of a Imperial um, style that they're continuing to do. So they just released an Imperial, uh, sorry, their Liquid State Blueberry Vanilla um, Sour, which sounds absolutely delightful. It's even more strong, so 9.5%. Uh, but knowing them, it'll be it'll be too good, <laughs> too good and too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, um, so smooth. Totally. The one thing with them, uh, they don't have a ton of beer, but uh, like they don't have a ton of. Uh, um, they're not like like Phillips, where you could there's like whole shelves of them, right? The, so right. they have they they have their five or six, but each and every one of them is really really good. Um, it's really you can tell that they've taken their time and they focus more on the quality of the beers rather than like the quantity or the different kinds of flavors. Um, right. One of their most new one of their newest releases like, along with their uh, newest liquid state is their Tangled Passion, which is a passion fruit sour, which I unfortunately haven't had the chance to try yet, but it's definitely going to be on my list of things to look out for in my local liquor store. So yeah, I mean, this is uh, a little bit different because I don't really get to talk about what it's like to go into their brewery and (laughs) hang out and stuff because, I mean, in a way you can think of their uh, brewery experience as whatever you make it. Because they don't really, they don't have a storefront. They they yeah. use, they rent space in other breweries, and so you can use take buy their beers in local liquor stores here on the island, and kind of make it however you want, which is kind of a neat neat idea. Can you get those beers from the breweries that they brew at? That is a really really good question. Um, I don't know. I know that. I, I believe that Twa Dogs had a few of their beers on their on tap as like a guest tap. Yeah. Um, but I my ju- understanding is that they've primarily worked out at Twa Dogs. Yes, and then they initially uh, started at Spinnaker's, um, and right. then they went to Twa Dogs as well. Um, I remember I vaguely remember seeing uh, Bones in cans. Actually, sorry, scratch that. It wasn't uh, on tap. It was they sold their cans of their beers in yeah. their fridge. So yeah, because none because um, Spinnaker's might have been able to do it with the amount of taps they have, but Twa Dogs doesn't have a ton of taps. So. No, no. It's um like at Parallel Forty Nine, there's a one or two breweries that'll brew out of there, and they'll often have like up to six taps. Oh wow. of that brewery there that they're selling through Parallel Forty Nine. So oh, cool. and you can do them on the flights and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is really cool. But they cool. have like 24 taps, so it's easy for them to do. Totally. Yeah, and Twa Dogs yeah. is not quite that big. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, I mean the local, uh, uh, local, uh, brewers, um, lifelong friends that live, they used to live across the water to us from each other. So that kind of, you know, that, that strikes close to home for me <laughs> <laughs> and just really, is that a future for us? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. What the hell am I doing in school then? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us needs to be really smart to do the, to pull this off. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, um, look out for Bones Brewing uh, in your local liquor stores. Uh, they do. If you go to the Bones Brewing website, they do show an, a uh, list of uh, liquor stores that hold their beer, um, and they are mostly on the island. It looks like, and on Salt Spring. So amazing. Yeah, you'll have to come over to the island to find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was able to try them at the Hopscotch Festival. Oh, there you they go. They were tasting, yeah. Oh. They were just tasting the Imperial, but it was fantastic. Which Imperial? Do you remember? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, th- I think it was like a chocolate or something. Ooh. Is that? Uh, the, oh, is it? There's an Imperial Vanilla Stout. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chocolate vanilla is basically the same thing. Well, I mean, it does say it has uh, <laughs> caramel, chocolate, and coffee notes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I remember talking to the guy and I was like, oh, where are you? He's like, Toy Dogs. And I was like, oh, um, I'll have to make a note to send my friend there to give it a try. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, already done, already done that. Don't you worry. <laughs> so the uh, one that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time uh, is from a brewery called Mariner Brewing. And I really love mariner brewing i've I've been there several times now it's very quickly skyrocketed to one of my favorite breweries in the area um and they have one that i just absolutely get every single time and it's called the low gravity mango so they have a low gravity which is like a little bit lower alcohol um really clean simple finish it's uh it's almost comparable to like a molson canadian but like it's good um sorry and then they and so that one's really good but they also have a mango one and it, and it's not like really mango forward it just has like a little light hint of mango on the finish nice and it is so crushable and the first time i had it was like may last year when it was super hot out in at one of the brujala events i went to mm-hmm. and they were just it was like to die for it was so good they um it was so refreshing especially in the heat uh, I get it every single time, all the way through winter. Doesn't matter what else is on. Um, but they also do some really fun things there. Like they'll they'll have experimental taps. They'll usually have two or three experimental taps on at any given time, and they'll just be like really weird things sometimes. Like um, yeah, they'll just be, like really weird like flavor combinations or whatever. And sometimes those will make it onto the um, onto the the main ones that they do. Mm-hmm. And they're very uh, a lot of what they do is very like space themed. So they have like um, Orion, Ground Control, Low Gravity, hmm. uh, Planet Hopper, all aboard, uh, Drops of Jupiter, like all these different kind of names for their beers and their yeah. branding is really great. They got games that they're a uh, brewery that you can play. Um, they do trivia night once in a while. They've got a, two patios. They've got a back area that you can rent out. Um, low Gravity is an absolute much must. An absolute must, mm-hmm. but a close second is the peach crumble sour, oh. which uh, I also it's a seasonal release right now and is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, all their beers are like are taste really clean, really like re- not not like overly refined, but like the right kind of refined where it's like um, 
just that extra bit of care is put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the pièce de résistance is the low gravity mango. So yeah. uh, if you ever get a chance to pick it up or swing by and try it, it's um, it's an absolute must. So I, I I'll often kind of get like a flight, and I'll I'll either do a flight of four that I'm like, oh that sounds good, that sounds good. Get one of the experimental ones, and then I'll get like a pint of the low gravity to finish it off and kind of finish on that high note. Yeah. Or if I'm only feeling a little bit, I'll just make sure to get the low gravity mango as one of my four on the flight, and then you have that one last, just kind of like a palate cleanser. It's just amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. remember when I remember going to Mariner when close to when it first opened. Actually, I was when I was commuting back and forth from vancouver mm-hmm. um a uh, friend of mine and uh, and i would go there and i think we went there after like our first round of uh residency with it within bchs or mentorship and uh, right. uh we ended up their food there is also fantastic it's really good anyway yeah, i don't want to get too yeah. much into because i feel like i hear i hear there may be more <laughs> on mariner in the future so yeah but i am a huge well, they... huge fan yeah, they're they're five and a half years old. They they had their five year anniversary in August. Um, and they have in like one of the bathrooms, they have a star chart of the day they opened. Like you know, you can get those like, what did your location look like in the stars? Yeah. Um, on whatever given day, like people do it for like engagements and stuff, and they yeah. have that for the day they opened, which is really cool. That is yeah. super cool. And yeah, great food. Uh, we talked about Morgan's Harbor uh, Jamaican patties once. They serve them there too, which is really oh great. no way. So, Oh, perfect. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. A, li- a little more than just what I'm tasting, but uh, it all kind of is inspired by the low. It's all orbiting around the low gravity. <laughs> Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> That's the show. Done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What you got? <laughs> well, I also kept with the uh, the beer theme. And I went with a, uh, a beer that I hadn't tried before, but from a brewery that I know as one of my favorites. And it was one of the breweries that really made me fall in love with craft beer in the first place when I first when we first moved over to Vancouver many many moons ago. And uh, it's um, the beer itself is called Eggnog Latte Stout, and it is by Storm Brewing. So I'm sure you you know Storm. Yeah. I love Storm. Storm. Yeah, who doesn't know Storm? One of the OG craft breweries of BC from uh, yeah. my time touring there. This eggnog latte stout is a is an imperial stout, so it's quite heavy, eight uh, percent ABV, ABV, and it is absolutely delicious. Um, it uh, is so caramel, nut uh, nutmeg, and coffee forward. It's smooth. It's it's not harsh. Like I find sometimes. I don't know what it is, but sometimes I find stouts to be like kind of harsh on the palate, um, if that makes sense to you. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but this one would just like, oh, it was just so smooth. Oh, it was beautifully done. And I found the, the flavor profiles. We know with Storm that they love like big flavor beers and they, they do some incredible beers. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is right up there, I would say. It is um very flavor forward but also not i wouldn't say like punch you in the face there's some subtlety to it but you can definitely tell where where they're going with it so if you're comparing it to other storm craft uh craft beers it is a little bit on the milder side but still to the point of like oh i know exactly what you're going for with this it is just a fantastically balanced uh imperial stout 
Um, Amazing. Yeah. And you wanna, I, I also am not like super, well, I, I shouldn't say also because you didn't say this, but I'm not a huge fan of Imperial Stouts right now. I just, mm-hmm. I kind of like a little bit more of a mellow beer, a little bit more of like a, a lighter flavor. Uh, I'm, I like lighter beers. I can have a couple of them over a short period of time and I don't feel as like heavy afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So yeah. So it's nice to know that this is not quite as like aggressive mm-hmm. in, in that fun fact. I don't think I've ever actually even had a single sip of a beer from storm. What? Really? I know. Isn't that, I know I, I lived like right there. Like it was, uh, always so close. Everyone always talked about it. I always meant to go, and and I, I just don't think I've ever actually even like had a single one. They're the one that started in a garage, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they had their brewery is like the original building, and they haven't really upgraded it, so it's super like like it's grungy. But like that's yeah. kind of the vibe that they're going for. And yeah, it I is, think it's like this like industrial garage. It is, in, like, yeah. Um, east, east, like East Van. <sighs> It's East Van, but it's like up close to like the trail, like the trainways. Like it's like a uh, Hastings Sunrise kind of area. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it, I think they have in their tasting room they have their original um, um, cask. Is it anyway? Be, the original yeah. drum, yeah. like the really big one for beers oh, that wow. they still use. Apparently, it's wild. Amazing. It is, and they at least when we went, and this is this is a few years ago, but they didn't they. You could try as many beers as you want, and it was by donation, which I thought oh, was wow. really cool. So I don't know if that's, that's changed cool. now, but they, it is a super cool vibe. And uh, if yeah. you get a chance to learn about the history of Storm, it is well worth learning about. But I won't talk yeah. about that now, because that might be on a future episode. <laughs> All right. Um, great. 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 It's great. Great. It's great. It's great. It's great. So. It's so great. It's great. It's great. Uh, what do you, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Which, which brewery? I'm excited. I'm waited on bated breath. What so it- speaking of very quickly became some of my favorite breweries. <gasps> there is a brewery in Abbotsford and they actually have one in Chilliwack as well. I knew it. Called, <laughs> uh, does it have anything to do with the fact that we were talking about last night? Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> a brewery called Fieldhouse and Fieldhouse is... Like I said, very quickly becoming one of my favorite breweries. Mm-hmm. They have just this amazing ambiance, especially in the summertime when they have their front lawn open. Uh, they've got like um, lawn games. They've got a covered area with these nice lights. So it's nice at night as well. They've got kind of our main patio, which is adjacent to the building. Um, they have this kind of like container, like a, like a shipping container attached as to extend like bathrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and they'll often do um, live music and different kind of events. They've hosted weddings before. And they they just crank out beer after beer and just do... They do at least one new beer every week mm-hmm. and sometimes up to six new beers. Jesus, really? Oh my yeah. God. And so every time you go there, you're able to get different beers and new experiences. And every one of them is just so thoughtfully put together. You would think that they would all kind of lessen their quality because they're doing so much. But instead, it's actually they're getting so much experience doing all these different kind of like flavor profiles that they've really mastered the art of kind of the rinse and repeat. So for example, um, I have in my fridge, I've partially worked my way through it. Uh, <laughs> they, they've released six different sours 
recently. And so you can buy them by the individual can. And so we got put together this kind of six pack sour mix, uh, one of each one. And it's the, the format is a fruit, a hop, and then it's a sour. So um, one of them is like, uh, hold on. So so it's like cherry, the fruit, mosaic, the hop, sour ale. So cool. And then they have prickly pear, the fruit, talus, the hop, sour ale. And so none of the six have the same fruit or the same hop. So cool. So it's really kind of cool. Like, obviously, they figured out a really great base. Mm-hmm. And then they brought up, okay, we're going to add in this hop to bring forward those notes. And then this fruit to bring forward those notes. And I've tried three of them. I've tried the... Uh, three that I've been I was the least excited about, which were the strawberry, the mango, and the guava, and they're all fantastic, and they're all different. They weren't just this kind of like generic sweet sour hoppy thing. It was like the guava simcoe. I'm a big fan of simcoe hops, but they tend to be kind of overdone for me a lot of the time, and this one didn't. And the guava balanced it right out. Um, I also really love guava, so I was that's the first one we tried. The yeah. mango citra was really great. It was really clean, kind of. Um, almost the opposite of the low gravity mango I was just talking about. It was still really clean, but it was very mango forward, but it was very hot forward. So it was um, quite sour too. So it was a really nice way to um, uh, enjoy those flavors. Uh, and then we tried this uh, strawberry Belma sour as well. Mm-hmm. And we have left a cherry mosaic, prickly pear talus, and key lime sabro. And I'm very excited for those. Oh, yeah. Especially because. Prickly pear is one of my favorite flavor profiles when it's done right. Ooh. Um, And um, because prickly pear is like a different kind of pear and it's only in season for about two weeks and only in like a, like, I think like three states basically is like indigenous to, or prickly pear is indigenous to like only like a a span of about three states in the eastern U.S. Really? So yeah, it's really hard to get that um, accurately Mm -hmm. or like to get that flavor. So a lot of places will fill it with other pear like Bartlett or whatever or with like some apple kind of just to kind of like um, bring it up a little bit so I don't know how this is going to be but I'm really excited for it mm-hmm. uh, and then key lime as well is a very small lime and from each key lime you only get about um, it's like a quarter of a teaspoon or less of juice that's why it's always so expensive to buy key lime juice really so I'll be interested to see how they do this as well um, I don't know if they just incorporate it into their mash or whatever, but, mm-hmm. or just top it up or like finish up with juice. And none of them are like super low alcohol either. They're all kind of in that, you know, five range. Um, so yeah, really great. They also, they'll do things like dessert, uh, um, They'll do like uh, like a dessert um, line and they'll release like a chocolate stout and like a cherry. Ugh, I just I just had it and I lost it. Now I'm mad. Cherry maple vanilla sour? That might be it. Dark chocolate mousse. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. And they have, so they have like um, like a strawberry raspberry vanilla sour. They, they do a lot of sours, um, which mm-hmm. is great. They have, they're really transparent with like the hops they use a, a lot of time. Like they have a triple IPA. They just, the name of it is just Citra Sabro Simcoe because that's what they put in it. <laughs> um, they have, they, they're, yeah, they're constantly releasing like lines of stuff. Like they did a, a lot of different lines of uh, sours. So like strawberry mango, mm-hmm. uh, creamsicle sour, like stuff like that. They have a lot, um, all their like kind of like IPAs, they just kind of name after their, the hops that are in it. They do bombers, they do cans, they very like vibrant packaging. Um, 
yeah, beers, uh, beers are on point every time. Every beer I've had from them, I've I've loved. Uh, every time I've gone there, I've been able to get four completely different beers. They have uh, just the last note on beer. They have just started doing a uh, f- called a fresh beer club and they only have a hundred memberships for the Abbotsford location and 50 memberships for the Chilliwack location. And it's $25 to sign up. And then you get four times a month, you can get a 32 ounce growler fill for five bucks of any, any one beer. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I also saw, yeah. I got to add to that. You can also do a, um, they have subscriptions. So there's good beer enthusiast subscription. So it's, uh, you get a delivery. Oh, I every, see that. Yeah, you get a delivery every month. Uh, a curated box of various Fieldhouse beer uh, delivered to your door. Uh, new releases, limited releases, and last chance brews. And it says sixty dollars worth. And on their picture, there's eight, mm, seven tall cans, five short cans, and two um, bottles. So that's a that's a lot. <laughs> that's a huge um, amount of beer, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna sign up for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway I, I, so to get it get back to kind of like the ambiance and the the experience of field house because i've been rambling about the beers for too long um they also have food yes uh very good food they have you know your everyday you got you got like your pretzels and you've got your um pizzas and you've got your you know sandwiches and mac and cheese and they've got um like a um They've got like a hummus and veggie board, like a, it's called, called like a crudite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have, they don't call it that. That's just the, the fancy French name. For yeah, it. yeah. And then they have like a meat and cheese board, like a charcuterie board, bunch of local stuff. Now, what's really special, and this is where you're going to kind of perk up here, Dan, is they own their own farm. No. Stop and so it. in 20, uh, yeah. So they opened the brewery in 2016. In 2017, they started planting their own crops. What? Uh, it was so successful that they actually um, upgraded to a bigger farm and everything that they grow goes to the brewery or kitchen. And so they work, the, the grower will work with the chef and work with the brewer to uh, grow things seasonally for what they want to produce. And they even produce things like their own barley. Uh, they'll grow like a bunch of like the fruits and vegetable vegetables that come on the plate or even go into the beers are used are from the farm they will be very intentional of like okay we're growing beets for this so how are we going to use the stems and the leaves everything they say everything that is edible that comes from the farm will be used in uh field house wow and so they actually have even like a 17 minute film Mm -hmm. about the process of creating this farm and it starts with like the day that they started planting uh, and it kind of follows that journey. They have the intention of bringing in 100% local ingredients. Um, obviously, that's not going to really be ever entirely possible. Right. But to kind of cap that off, they are even they're they're growing as much of that as possible. Right. And uh, it's just been incredibly successful for them. Wow. So, super impressive. Really cool. Uh, I recommend checking out the 17 minute short as well. It's called From the Field. You can find it on Vimeo. You can just kind of Google it. If Fieldhouse Brewing from the Field or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's only 17 minutes. It's great. And it, the, you know, you can just tell that there's like pick care and passion 
in it, uh, like in everything that they do. Yeah. Making the food, like there's obviously like care put into it. The food comes out amazing, hot, perfectly cooked or, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's not just like, oh, we got a burger from here and we put it on a bun from here and here's French fries from McCain's or whatever. It was like, they like, they're like making pizza dough and like making it into pizzas and they're very intentional about what they're, what they're doing, what they're putting and wow. bringing in local stuff. So yeah, really, really super impressed. I would go there all the time if I didn't live further away from Abbotsford than yeah. I do. Uh, but any chance I can to get out there is, is just awesome. Totally. Yeah, I really love it there. I, we've been to field, I can't remember when we were there, but we, we have been to field house and the, the brewery itself is wonderful. It is so nice there. And there's so many places, uh, it's nicely laid out. It's bright. It's, it, uh, it's, it's so nice. What I will say as well, kind of going on the fact that I didn't realize I did a new beer every week and sometimes five or six, but Every time I walk into really any liquor store, I see a field house beer that I've never seen before every yeah. time without fail. And it's wild because you would think that with doing so many different kinds of beers that they, the quality would drop and it's a complete opposite. I don't know how, yeah. but they just keep getting better and better and better. And oh, yeah. just a phenomenal brewery. I'm glad you talked about it because it is, it's yeah. one of my favorites and it is really hard not to just buy every single one that comes out, which yeah. might want to do the subscription box myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely contemplating it. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, it, th- th- yeah. If if they if they were closer, I w- it would be really dangerous. So it's oh yeah, they're a little bit further. Away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that there's a ferry in between us and Abbotsford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then so yeah, and they have a. I don't know when it opened, but they have a Chilliwack tasting room as well. That's so, so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hopefully they open a Burnaby. Coquitlam tasting room soon. They branch out to Victoria? (laughs) Maybe. Come on. Victoria Brewery. Victoria Brewery. (laughs) All right. Well, so if you're out in Abbotsford, uh, I highly recommend checking out Fieldhouse Brewing. They're located at 2281 West Railway Street. And if you're in the Chilliwack area, they are located at 9251 Woolly Dog Alley, Unit 102. Excellent. Woolly Dog Alley. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Whoops, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us on Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next. And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow and we do really appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep, keep it, it tasty. tasty. Nice. Did anybody, By the way, did anybody notice that we, did, uh, we switched roles uh, two episodes ago? <laughs> Not that I've heard. <laughs> yeah, Court never mentioned it. Usually she's really switched on to little details like that, but yeah. she didn't even notice. I think it's because people just start tuning us out at that point. I think so, too. <laughs> Maybe if we opened differently, we'd notice. Ooh. Should we try it? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Oh, God, this is going to be so hard. I'm going to say I'm Jeff because that's how it's written. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Who put the question mark in?